Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Where Are We Now, a podcast where I, Riff Correas, get to connect, chat, and kiki with people who came into the sweet spotlight at a young age. That was so sultry, what I just said there. Sweet spotlight. Yeah. Okay, I'm Ariana Grande. Uh, Welcome to the show. I just got home from work. Nice little morning shift over at the uh, place that I work at. It was nice. Very nice day, and now I'm having a salad and recording this intro and reflecting on my chat with this upcoming guest who is a true treat, and I'm really excited to introduce them to y'all. But first, I kind of wanted to check in about something. Something kind of incredible. Uh, So, as some of you know, I do a lot of manifestation work, and... I do a lot of work around my old beliefs about money and wealth. And lately I've been saying this prayer from this book called Change Me Prayers by Tosha Silver. It is called the Divine Abundance Prayer. She also wrote the book, It's Not Your Money, highly recommend. And I've been saying this prayer pretty much every day. It's kind of long and I won't say the whole thing on the podcast, but it's basically about being open to receiving and being willing to give, knowing that the universe will provide for us and things will return to us 100 fold if we are willing to give. So I've been practicing this prayer and out of nowhere, like three different brands that are kind of aligned with my like belief system have reached out to do partnerships. Pretty exciting. So I haven't officially asked them to sponsor the show, but I'm thinking about it because It would be tight to get some sponsorships on this podcast. NT Ways. It's just cool. I I think it's really cool that um, the universe can provide in ways other than just like dropping dollars in my bank account. Like we love dollars. I love to get money, actual money. But these like, I mean, one of the brands is just like frozen vegan foods that they come in a cup and you just, you whip them up and it's like meal in 10 minutes easy, especially for my busy life, right? Um, It's just, I I think it's just very cool. And also the other brand is a clothing brand and I was just complaining about how I didn't have any pants and they sent me a bunch of pants. It's very exciting. So all of that to be said, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, honey bunny, to another episode of Where Are We Now? Where I, Riv Correa's get to connect, chat, and kiki with fellow folks who came into the sweet spotlight at a young age, like myself. Where am I today? I went to Pilates for the first time since the Panini started and got to shout out my girl Allie at Pilates Punks, which if you're not following them on Instagram, you absolutely should. She posts Pilates videos and also some really nice holistic um, 
body neutrality and exercise neutrality content, uh, she kicked my ass and uh, my ass is literally on fire right now. <laughs> my arms are in pain. My abs are uh, in pain. Uh, but it was good to be back on the, the machine. Um, and spiritually, I don't know, it's kind of a gloomy day, but um, I got a little macrame holder for my plant. My plant's name is Dennis, um, and he's hanging in the window now. And he's he's looking a little happier now that he's got some more sunlight. I feel like he's thriving and absolutely prospering up there. And spiritually, I feel good. I, I yeah, yeah. I've been experiencing lots of yummy feelings lately, which is nice. What else? I think, honestly, we can get right into things. We can get down to brass tacks. Uh, my guest, oh my gosh, they are the host of a podcast called Secure the Gag with Wussy Mag Radio, and they, you might recognize them from a little TV show called iCarly from the Nickelodeon, which is available to stream right now on Paramount+. Plus. They played Jeremy, uh, a.k.a. Jeremy, and I am just so delighted to have them on the show. We connected on the internet, and I'm just so glad that uh, they're in the studio today. So please give a warm welcome to Nathan Pearson. Beep, 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 beep. Hi, Rivka. How's it going? Hi. I'm so good. Literally, how are you? I'm so great. I can't believe you like plugged Paramount Plus even. You're like, stream it there, babies. <laughs> well, that's um, where I streamed it. That's where I streamed oh, it last yeah. night. I signed up for the free trial and I am um, going to cancel it in a couple of days. Thank, I mean, just for me. Wow, wow, wow. Um, but I'm doing great. Um, it's a nice day in New York. Every day gets better and better and I'm loving it. That's good. That's so good. Mm-hmm. We were just saying you live in Williamsburg. How long have you lived in uh, in New York? Yeah, this summer will be five years, but I, oh this past God. year I was like back and forth in Atlanta because of the pandemic. So just like I went home at the start of the pandemic to Georgia. Uh, but yeah, I've been back in Williamsburg. So happy to be back. Nice. You're from Atlanta originally? Yeah, from the suburbs of Atlanta. So, but very cool. always was a little New York boy. Always was a little New York boy. Did you mm-hmm. um, start your your showbiz career in New York, or did you start in Atlanta? Started in Atlanta, so I was like doing community theater, like the whole thing, and then was doing professional theater, and then yeah, and then went to LA, went to New York, did the whole thing. Uh, yeah, but mostly was in LA. Uh, didn't book anything in New York, but that's okay. <laughs> Nice. I yeah, I didn't book anything in LA when I first came out here too. Um after after my first gig, which was School of Rock. Um, my mom and I went on a bunch of like manager uh go sees and like you know, took meetings at Nickelodeon and Disney and nothing really came to fruition. Uh and then I went back to Chicago and started doing theater myself and I actually found that a lot more um gratifying than than the Hollywood of it all. Um, did you, what was some of your favorite like theater moments? Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. So like, I, I mean, I, I had like a a whirlwind because I was doing like community theater, professional theater. And then like, I did all of like the professional acting stuff and then went back to like regular high school, like public school to like do, and was doing theater there. So like 
growing up, like the the big theater in Atlanta is the Fox Theater, and so uh, the they would do Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat tour, right? But then in every city they would like cast a new set of kids. So like I was like one of those kids, like when I was like. I don't know, like 10 years old. Uh, so that was like really sweet. Uh, so it was like really fun to like be on the big stage with like all these actors and who were like, you know, there's like 13 brothers in that show and all of the actors were like gay men. And at the time I'm like, I, wa- I want to be just like these boys. Like they're all so pretty and like friendly. And like, meanwhile, me uh, not knowing that like, oh, it's because they're all faggots. Um, no, they're all gay. <laughs> and uh, I love them so much. Um so yeah, and then uh, yeah, so that's what I was doing there. Amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so fun. <laughs> Wait, okay, so you were in a show with a bunch of gay guys and didn't know you were gay. When did you yeah. when did you find that out? I mean, I knew I was like gay when I was like baby, but like I didn't come to terms with it until I mean, and I like I never had to come out like I'm very gay, like was a queer kid and all that kind of stuff, but like, I had, like, for Christmas, I wanted the, like, Britney Spears, like, headset that, like, the lavalier mic and, like, a karaoke machine. So, like, that was, like, me as a kid. Uh, but, I mean, I didn't, like, accept my queerness until I was, like, I mean, like, 15. Like, I feel like I, you know, I because I, I feel like uh, being queer, at least for me and some, I feel like, perspective is, like, you're kind of set back a little bit when it comes to, like, dating and I feel like hopefully that's changed. I feel like all these kids right now are like fucking and crazy. But like, you know, I feel like we were on the cusp of like, it's not okay to be gay. And so therefore, like, I'm not going to date people in high school and those kind of stuff. So it took a little longer to accept myself. Yeah, I was I mean, I was definitely fucking in high school, but it was all secret. (laughs) It was very secretive, um, at least Mm -hmm. like I wasn't actively like shouting that from the rooftops but um my first actually my first sexual experience was a queer one and like it it yeah I definitely was just like this is this isn't bad this isn't good but um this this is not something I should be talking about to anybody um yeah see I didn't it was like Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, like, making out with my, my, like, girlfriends, right? And that was more just, like, fun. Like, you're, like, in high school and you're, like, oh, like, we're all, like, making out and it's fun. But it wasn't until I, like, kissed a boy where it was, like, oh, this is different. Yeah. Yeah, I had the, I had the inverse experience where I made out with a couple of girls and then I was just, like, um, yeah, this is awesome and cool. And then I started making out with boys and I was just, like, um... I don't know. I could take or leave that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Um. So let's get into the iCarly of it all a little Oof. bit. Had yes, you? Let's... So did you have an? Did you have an agent when you were a kiddo? Yeah. So I had I had an agent the whole thing. My parents are like not in the industry at all. Like they didn't know anything about anything it was just me being like a whiny little brat just like being like oh like like you know there's some random kid who has an agent and is doing stuff like I want to do that and my parents being like okay um so yeah I went out to pilot season when like pilot season was like a thing when we were like you know in in 2006 whatever it was and uh yeah I had an agent the full thing I was out there for like three and a half months didn't book anything Auditioned for iCarly my last week. I was out in pilot season. We moved back to Georgia. And then I got a call a week later that I booked it. So then we like went back to LA. Amazing. It's funny how that always happens where it's like, oh, yeah, nothing's going to happen. And then you go back and then it happens. (laughs) I know. Uh, And then, yeah. And then it was like a, 
then it was just like their momentum of like, oh, like I like did multiple episodes of iCarly and then you have like a guest star spot on this random show and then like one line in this other show. Uh, and then the writer strike happened in like 2008. And so that like completely was like kaput. So it was like, ooh, yeah. So then it was kind of tap out for a second. <laughs> and when you tapped out, did you did you have some like complicated feelings about that? Oh, totally. I was, I mean, I'm the youngest of three. And so my mom being with me, like without her other kids, like that's like hard for like my family, right? Like they were sacrificing a lot for like me to like be like, you know, a little gay kid in LA. So um, yeah, it was definitely hard. And like, I, um, I went back to like regular public school after like being on like episodes of TV and stuff. And so it was very like weird. I mean, it was great, but also weird. Um, I, I really like you, you wrote an article, a piece article for a medium or a piece where like, you were basically like, you don't know whether or not to uh, be like lean in. And then people think that you're like a bitch or like you have to like resent it. And then people are like, Oh, like you hated that experience. And like, that was very much how I felt. That was a total, totally botched quote from you. But basically like the eye feeling of like, Oh, I can't show too much like enjoyment out of this or people are going to think you're stuck up or and so I I veered towards the other end where people were like, oh, like Nathan doesn't like to talk about it. Like he gets really like, you know, defensive or like cold when you start talking about it or whatever. And I was like, no, I just didn't want to come off as like a, a haughty little bitch of a kid. Yeah, I, oh, I totally feel that. That thing of like, oh, like just don't talk about it in front of them because they really don't like it. And it's like not it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I don't know like – I was very much in this place of like trying to control other people's perception of me. Uh, and I think that's like a very human thing um, that now luckily I have like moved past and I'm sure like, you know, you've probably moved past. It seems that what I see mm -hmm. from your social yeah. needs is that you've moved <laughs> past that and you're just like more leaning into it. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's always so fun to, to talk to folks who like, you know, are, are recognizable from one big thing that was more of a vehicle for somebody else, right? Like iCarly was a vehicle for Miranda and Nathan mm -hmm. and Jeanette, right? And and Jerry. Is that his name? Jerry? Jeff, Jerry Trainer. Jerry Trainer. Jerry Trainer. Um, got it. Yeah. And then uh, in School of Rock being a more of a vehicle for Joan, Jack, and also Miranda. Um, like, <laughs> and, and, you know, did, did were people just like, when you came back to, cause iCarly was huge. I mean, that show was, it's huge. Yeah. Were people was, obsessed yeah. with you? Yeah. It was very much so like, you're that kid from iCarly, like everywhere I went. And like, I'm like from like a suburb of Georgia. So it was very like, you know, like it was in the newspaper. And then like everywhere I went as like a little kid was like, Oh, you're that kid from iCarly. And it was like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as a kid, you're like, you like love it, but then you become like, it's just, it's just weird. It's weird. It is so weird. Yeah. Like I, I, and I had that same experience. It was like Chicago is not like a small town, but like when people, especially in like high school and college, when people like kind of knew that the girl from School of Rock was in Chicago, it just was so like, yeah, getting recognized at like airports and like at, at Cold Stone Creamery and shit. I was just like, Ugh, I just can, can I just like have my ice cream in peace? Like, um, and yeah. And then you get sucked into that cycle again of like, Oh wow. She like really hates it. Like, it's like, no, I just, I just want to be a normal kid. Um, yeah. 
So after iCarly, you do your iconic turn as Jeremy, 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 which I Mm -hmm. loved watching your episodes last night. It was just such like a trip down memory lane because, you know, we watched iCarly to support Miranda because my mom and and Miranda's mom, uh, Wendy, my mom and Chris, uh, Miranda's mom were just BFFs Mm -hmm. like on set. They they really connected. They loved each other. And me and Miranda were BFFs on set. And we loved each other and connected on that level. And so we would watch every episode just, you know, just because we we love Miranda and in in the Brown family we love Miranda um <laughs> and and we were just so like supportive of her and and watching it um and I'm sure for you like watching it back is like just so strange uh I, I don't know have you like watched it back recently like or you know, I haven't like, oh, fuck re- that. <laughs> I haven't recently but like I've kind of like leaned in just because uh, so uh, the it's Obviously, is they're filming right now a reboot of iCarly for yes. Paramount Plus, yeah. and so it's been and they just put iCarly on Netflix like last month or something, and so there's been this like this resurgence, and so uh, I, I haven't like watched it fully, but I've like watched clips specifically because of TikTok. I like I've gotten really into TikTok. I like love TikTok as a platform, mm-hmm. and like I was like. I was like, oh, like, let me, like, make a cheeky video about, like, me being on iCarly. And uh, I know you had a similar experience with, like, you making a TikTok for School of Rock. And, like, now it has, like, six million views of, like, me being, like, I, like, sneezed, like, my character. And I was like, excuse me, bitch. And, like, I think and all the comments are like, oh, my God, he's gay now. Oh, my God, icon. Like, like <laughs> gay, gay iCarly icon. And I'm just like, lol. Um <laughs> So in that regard, I'm like very, I'm like very pro. I think it's really funny just to like see what, it's also nice to like, there's this new generation of kids watching iCarly. Like I have a niece who's nine years old and she's watching it for the first time. And so it's really sweet to like see it through her eyes and for her to be like, oh my God, like that's my uncle. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I always wondered, I mean, my my little brother is 17 and he was born after School of Rock, like he was born a month after School of Rock premiered. And uh, I wonder, like, I mean, he's a musician now, so I can't help but think that, like, you know, him, first of all, growing up in a musician household, like, was, was you know, vital in that. But also just, I wonder how, how he feels, because he really wants to be, you know, a music teacher. Um, mm-hmm. Or last I, you know, spoke to him of it, he wanted to be a music teacher. And I was just like, I wonder if... Uh, uh, the school of rock had a little impact on you there um but he yeah i thought it was one of elijah my baby brother's favorite shows so we always had it on in the house um and and i have a, a group chat with my my siblings and uh two of my cousins um where sometimes like i carly you know videos and stuff from tiktok come up and and yours was one of the ones that came up and they were like oh my god jeremy's gay and i was just like <laughs> I really anytime yes we're all gay anytime a child like a child actor from something that I watch like is gay I'm just like yes another another winner (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. I love that though TikTok has been has TikTok okay has TikTok been like hella supportive for you yeah it's been a lot of fun I feel like it's like so it's been really good I mean I I, like I so post iCarly post like everything like where I am right now like I um am a comedian and like a writer and so like I did like the whole like UCB thing and like I was on a team at UCB in New York and like was writing sketch comedy like weekly and so that's definitely like something that I'm pursuing and something that I'm back to and so 
as a vehicle and a place where I can be funny and make videos. It's been so great and so supportive. It's been um, nice to have, you know, people interested in the dumb jokes that I make. Yeah. And you've recently launched into the world of drag. As I've just learned, your drag name is Toast, <laughs> which is so, amazing. No, yeah. No, so I did drag in college. I did drag in college, but ah. I like, but I love a wig. I love a wig. Like, I love, um, I absolutely love drag. I wouldn't say I like do drag because that's like a disservice to drag queens everywhere. But um, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I love drag and I, I, tr I tried drag in college. And yes, my drag name was Toast. Amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. do, do you think that like, you know, post Panini, you might like dive back in or? Uh, I'm So here's the thing. Okay. So like drag, when I moved to New York, I was like, okay, like I want to be a club kid. Like I, I used to go to parties where like, um, like the Suzanne Barsh parties in New York where everyone is dressed like really fucking fabulous and cool. And I was like, oh, like I want to do that. Like I would like, you know, would go up and talk to like Aquaria before she was on Drag Race and she was like 19 years old and like going into clubs and like they were all so cool. And then the thing is, is that those parties happen like a Tuesday at like 2 a.m. And I was like, Christ. and I, yeah, and I'm, I'm a sleepy baby. And so <laughs> instead of pursuing drag, I was like, mm, let me do comedy. It happens like four hours earlier. Uh, so like, uh, but I'm, Post Panini, yeah, I'm gonna like bring out the costumes. I love to pull a look in comedy, so um, yeah, catch me, catch me uh, with a full beat, uh, some sequins, uh, doing comedy. A sequence dress. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a yeah, yeah. sequence dress every once in a while. I yeah, love yeah. drag. I think that drag um, has been a part. I mean, drag has been a part of my life since I was a baby because my dad, one of my dad's best friends, is drag queen, uh, whose drag name is Mom. Uh, <laughs> That's so cool, <laughs> brilliant. Um, and I, I definitely, you know, miss going to drag shows, um, which I didn't even start doing until I was sober. But like a drag show while sober is actually just so fucking fun. Um, and I want to know, like, who are some of your drag heroes? Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, I'm from Atlanta, so like, I grew up, I grew, I grew up. I was like 20, but like, um, with people like Brigitte Bidet from Atlanta, um, Ellisaurus Rex. But then, I would say, like, in Brooklyn, I'm obsessed with uh, a Ser Serena T, Chiquititas. Uh, I love. Um, Mary Cherry in Brooklyn, uh, Charlene Incarnate, like these, love the Charlene. Brooklyn, the, oh, I love West Dakota so much. So like all these like New York Queens who are just like, are giving like cool artistry on a Tuesday night and like putting them, putting their heart on the stage and just like, um, I mean, Chiquititas has done like Come Clean by Hilary Duff while douching live on stage. Like it doesn't get better than that. And so I, yeah, I love, I love that there are risk takers and they're That they're is really high art. Us. That is mm -hmm. high motherfucking art. I love performance yeah. art too. Like I, I, any sort of, um, anything that's sort of reminiscent of like Marina Abramovich, like, or anything like mm -hmm. that, that's like really like avant-garde that in my mind, I'm like, oh, I could never do that. Like, I, I, I don't consider myself to be an alt comedian, right? But it's being immersed in alt comedy scenes in Chicago and New York and L.A. and stuff. I'm just like, wow, I have the utmost respect for people that just like get on stage and douche or, you know, one of my favorite comics is uh, Jamie Loftus, who she had a solo show where she just like uh, broke down like her losing her virginity, like kind of neo-futurist style. And there was a bunch of like deli meat on the stage. And I was just like, oh, I fucking love this shit. 
Could I yeah. do it? Probably not. Do I love it? <laughs> Absolutely. I want to do more. Um, I want. I can't wait to go back out there and see more art. Um, same, yeah. same, same, same. I'm like, I love like digital comedy where it's out like that. It's thriving right now, but there's nothing like in your face. Like, I don't know. You can't. I mean, there's nothing like it. I'm excited too. Yeah. What uh, at UCB? Like, I I don't. I guess I don't really know too much about like the UCB of it all. But what was the process mm-hmm. like there for you? Yeah, so it's it's very like tight knit community. Uh, usually, it's like people you like take all the classes. Like, there's like you know one hundred one, two hundred one, three hundred one. Like, very much like any other comedy school institution. Um, and then it's like everyone trying to get on a team, right? It's like this, like, oh, I need to get an improv team. I need to get on a sketch team. So after like, you know, multiple like failed improv auditions for me, it was like, okay, like maybe I need to do sketch. And I was like, oh, I'm actually better at sketch. Uh, I'm a stronger writer. And so, um, yeah, after like years of taking classes and courses there, I took like a character class, which was like solo performance of sketch comedy. And then I like did really well on that. And I got on the solo sketch character team called Characters Welcome. And so then I was on that for like a year and then the pandemic happened. But um, it was like such a fulfilling experience. And um, yeah, if I'm not known as that kid from my Carly, I'm known as that kid that fucked his bully's dad because that, like, I was love my, like... that sketch. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that sketch so much. I love that sketch. I, I saw that you. and I was just like, that's so fucking good. That's so, so yeah, you, it's like, and that, it's that you topped his, his dad. Oh yeah. Good. That I topped his dad even. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like, those are like the, when I'm on, like on TikTok or wherever it's like, Oh, it's like you're Jeremy from my Carly or it's like, Oh my God, you're the guy that topped that his bully's dad. So it's funny that like, you're like those things become like what you're known for online. Yeah. <laughs> I had a reputation in Chicago as butthole girl because I had a song about getting my oh. ass licked for the first time. So it was either school of rock or butthole girl. And I was just like, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take butthole how, girl any day. How does butthole girl, butthole, how does butthole girl go? What is the chorus? And I'm forever changed. This land is new but strange. Yes, I said but. He licked my butt. He licked my butt. Oh, oh. oh yeah. my God. Snaps. Okay, that was me. I want that to play every time I'm rimmed. Me too. I would, you know what? <laughs> I would listen to my own music while fucking. And I'm not ashamed to say, I'm actually not, I look at, I am not ashamed to say that. I am absolutely I don't know not about, ashamed. I don't know about that because then it's, there's too much sensory, like, it's like, overload it's like it's i feel like that's like it's like masturbating while having sex like it's a lot of things yeah. going on that's kind of fun for me <laughs> okay you know to each their own to each their, their own. own and that's your and, thing. and i won't i won't yuck your yum yeah actually don't yuck my yum <laughs> <laughs> what's your yum my yum any mm. yum oh okay i was like hmm, what makes me horny um, i mean that too <laughs> Yeah, we get real on this show. <laughs> we get real. Um, okay, this you just brought me on here to talk about kinky stuff. I mean, maybe. No. Um, I'm, okay, no, my yum, honestly, this is so gross. I'm obsessed with this dog on Instagram named Bert, Birdie Bert the Palm. Do you know? Wait, no, okay. what's it's their a- name? Bert, Birdie Bert the Palm, Bertram the Pomeranian. And like, it's disgusting to the point where like, 
everyone like I think I'm like served like his photos first out of anyone and like all my friends know that like I'm obsessed with this dog and so they're always like oh my god saw you and like to the point where like I DM the owner but the owner DMs back as the dog (laughs) It's, it's disgusting it's disgusting but that's my yum that's my yum Oh my God. Well, that dog is very, very cute. I just had a look. Oh my God. I, I love a Pomeranian. I, I love a Pomeranian. I, 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 that's like the worst thing about me is like, uh, like I'm gay. I love Broadway, but also I love Pomeranians. <laughs> like, <laughs> my cliche gayness is like, mm, if I did get a dog, it'd be a little Pom. Oh my God. I want a, um, I want a Greyhound really badly. I think they're so cute. Or like a Whippet. I think they're yeah, so, the, so cute. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 um aerodynamic for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that your yum is a dog. My yum that's is a amazing. dog. Yum. <laughs> yes, that's my yum. Yeah. <laughs> and anyone over six feet. And anyone over six feet. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there it is. No, I, I love I short love... kings. I love short kings. I love a short king. Oh my god, I'm uh, I'm like absolutely crushing on a short king right now. I'm salivating over a short king right now. <laughs> Actually, I have a couple of short kings that I'm crushing on right now. Oh, okay. cannot name the names. Will not do that because I think. What's the first visit. letter? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not gonna do it. Not gonna okay, do okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, God, they would know instantly. Um, what is, what is, uh, has anyone like that you've ever dated like recognized you from iCarly? Um, you look, no. I mean, well, you look completely different. Yeah. I mean, I was like a chubby tween. And so, like, to like, if you would n- knew that, that'd be so fucking weird. Um, uh, no, 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 no. No, that's never. Are you? Are you on? Are you? So, what's your sitch? Are you like single? Are you dating? I'm single. No, people. You know what? Okay, this to bring it back. People recognize me as the guy that topped your dad. That's what they. That's the energy and like what they they recognize me from. Not iCarly anymore. So it blossomed. You've moved past it. I moved past it. I'm topping dads left and right. Um, No, (laughs) my no, but but I'm single. I'm single. I am ready. Single and ready. Single and ready. I love that. Do mm-hmm. you do you um <laughs> do you have like a visual of like your future like bay? Like everything's what? planned out. Everything's I'm a double Virgo. <gasps> double Virgo. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sun and moon. Oh my god. <laughs> What's your rising? Aquarius. Nice. So you got a little balance. You got a little balance like, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I come off as an Aquarius first and then I, I'm fa- I'm fake. I don't really know what I'm talking about. But this is what I've been told is like I come off as an Aquarius first. But then when you get to know me, it's like, oh, no, like he is anal in every way. <laughs> <laughs> anal in every way. Put that mm-hmm. on your fucking Tinder bio. Shit. Are you? Anal every way. <laughs> Double Virgo, anal in every way. Uh, and you're also Asian, and I am Asian. Yes. What is So is your mom Asian? My mom. <laughs> duh. No, yeah, my mom's Vietnamese. My mom's Vietnamese. Um, dad is white. What about you? Uh, my mom is Filipino and my dad's white. 
Yes. yes. We love we love being colonized by Europeans. Yes, we absolutely love it. You you Spain. You Spain, me France. Yeah, me, all of it. Obsessed. Um <laughs> I know. I like I feel like there's like a, a terrible sad joke in there about I mean, it's like the the white guy uh Asian woman thing. It's like it's I mean, I'm so thing. blessed I'm here. I'm so blessed I'm here. But like, yeah, come on. my parents had a sick joke that they would kind of pull like my my mom would pretend to be because my mom's like from here. Like she's uh-huh. <laughs> she spent time in the Philippines as a kid, but she's from here. Um, and like they would play this like prank that she was like a mail order bride like on my dad's friends and stuff and she would like put yeah, on yeah, an yeah. accent and stuff and I was just like oh yeah that, like, that feels icky yeah, yeah it's like for I, why I, and my dad was like it was for the bit and I was just like I don't know if that's a bit <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 I yeah I mean I know like I, I I've been like very vocal about my feelings about Brenda Song and Macaulay Culkin having a kid like did you know this? I literally just found this out like a week ago. I didn't even know they were together, first of I all. I didn't either. But like beautiful for them. But like, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Because the way he talks about his kid was like very weird and like, you know. Oh, yeah. They, future future so. guests of the pod, both Brenda Song and Macaulay Culkin. Yes, putting it into the manifest. universe. We're manifest. Just don't, don't play them this episode. Just I won't. <laughs> yes, we're manifesting yeah. Macaulay. Manifesting yeah, the color. Sure, sure, sure. We love it. Um, yeah, Brenda's song, like I I mean, I loved her in um, Get a Clue was my first time seeing her, I think, in that mm-hmm. uh, Disney movie with her and Lindsay Lohan. And mm-hmm. I just ugh, I loved her on Sweet Life. I love her Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, but also like mm-hmm. Wendy Wu, like you might as well have named that character Ching Chong. Like, fuck off. Like <laughs> Very that, very that. I hated that. <laughs> oh God, we love, we love the lens. I just love the lens. Okay, mm-hmm. what we're gonna do is we're gonna ask the question that I love to ask, and you know I love to ask it because I always ask it. Who was your Matilda? Who was your Matilda? Uh, and that is uh, Matilda for me was a iconic time in my life where I saw a character on screen. I was just like, that's me. I see myself in her. That is a mirror of my life. So I ask you, Nathan Pearson, who was your Matilda? Yeah, my Matilda was Amanda Bynes in every way. Yeah, I loved and was obsessed with Amanda Bynes so much. Like, the from like starting on all that just like being like this like young little like like the 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 smallest like babyest person but having like the biggest energy and then uh, the Amanda show was like so formative for me and like being like oh my gosh like this girl is so weird and like 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 the Maha and like all these things like I was like oh like that's me like I'm like the most weird like I just want to be on stage kind of person so yeah Amanda Bynes for me and then obviously as we grew older uh, you know, uh, what women want, like, um, you know, uh, all of the films. Um, yeah, Amanda Bynes. 
Oh, she's such a good Matilda. She's one of mine too. I fucking yeah. love Amanda Bynes. I actually, because I had the Paramount Plus hookup, I watched an episode of All That last night, one of the original episodes with like before Amanda was even on the show with like Josh Serber and Keenan and Cal and mm-hmm. uh, Lori Beth Dunberg, another future guest. I want her on the show so bad. Um, but then I watched an episode of The Amanda Show, which like, I, I think. Oh God! Like the I like uh, the fucking girls' room was oh, the girls' room probably formative formative for me. Qu- that was comedy to me. Except for now, watching it back, I was like, ooh, like they really did the like one black girl on that show dirty by making her the like angry one in the the clique. But you know, mm. other than that, like that that bit of I like eggs was probably like the most quoted thing in my like third grade class like when mm-hmm. the amanda yeah. show first came out the the yeah courtney the maha girl she fucking uh god i i have such like uh, i have such respect for amanda Bynes also because like right both of us you and i having sketch background like that was i mean yeah that I, and it's every kid's dream to have their own show did you ever mm-hmm. like do little shows like in your in your home like when you're a kid Oh, yeah, of course. I was constantly performing. I was, yeah, I had a karaoke machine. I was obsessed with A-teens and S Club 7. And so I was, that's all I would sing and all I would dance around singing. (laughs) That's our generation. Like people, I saw a tweet that was so funny. It was just like, uh, it's not Gen Z or millennial. It's are you in the uh, Amanda Bynes Maha generation? I'm like, yes, that is yes, the generation that. that I am in. <laughs> very much that. I love that. 18s. Wow, what a throwback. Yeah, yeah. I I grew up on ABBA because Filipino people absolutely love ABBA. <laughs> uh, and then when 18s came out, of course, my mom was like, "This is sacrilege." But <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I secretly I- loved it. I loved it. Like, that's, like, that's, I would say, so, like, my Matilda's Amanda Bynes and then, like, Big Fat Liar was, like, so, like, years later was, like, the best movie ever, right? Like, as a kid, like, I was, like, oh, my God, this is the the greatest movie ever. Um, yeah. So, like, it, that, that was, was such a good me. movie. Uh, did you ever go on the Universal Studios uh, tour? I did, like, years later. Uh, years yeah. later. So, you're, like, relive that that moment. Yeah, me movie, too. Right? I, yeah, because in the movie, they, they, they did a whole sequence um, in at Universal, and mm-hmm. I remember being at Universal, being like, "This is from Big Fat Liar," and like, meanwhile, my parents are like, "Um, that's from Jaws." Yeah, sir. Like, this is yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> this is so like funny. from from Jaws, and like, mm-hmm. oh god, I one of my last auditions before the pandemic was to be a tour guide at Universal. Did not book. She did not book. Um, but oh my god. it was fun. The, the, it's very cool. Like. Uh, we, for the audition, what you do is you, you read the script of the tour in like, they, they hand each person like, um, sides essentially from the actual tour. They just take it cause it's been the same tour for, <laughs> for years. Um, yeah. when they, and they add in and take out like, you know, what's relevant right now. Um, and I got to do the, like, um, the Jaws part, which was really fun. Um, and then it got to the improv part and I kind of tapped out cause I was just like, I fucking, ugh. I don't really want to do this. And I kind of just tapped out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but speaking of like other like Matilda's like Amanda Bynes for me, the other was music like 18's S Club 7 and like um, like American Idol was very like formative because I also was like I really loved singing. And so 
specifically the show American Juniors was like really like formative for me and was like the like the, those those all those kids were my Matildas because I was like I want to be in American Juniors. What's your go-to karaoke song now? Um, now anything like Kelly Clarkson, it's like, uh, because I think when you're drunk, you just think that you can like, you can hit all of her rock notes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, specifically like since you've been gone, mm-hmm. um, you know, behind these hazel eyes, like anything Kelly Clarkson, so I, I love to scream. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, yeah, what I about love you? that. My go-to karaoke song is I Try by Macy Gray. And then if I'm feeling confident. That's a great song. Yeah. If I'm feeling like pulling a showstopper, I'll do like Crazy on You by Heart because that song is intense and and long and hard to sing. Um, But it really just depends like on, on, you know, the mood of the room. I like to read the room before I do karaoke and, you know, pick what I think the room might need. Sometimes it's Don't Rain on My Parade, Mm -hmm. not the Glee version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I definitely, when you version. said, when you say don't rain on parade, my parade, I instantly go to the Glee version. Any song you say, I instantly go to the Glee version. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, are you, when you perform karaoke, are you the person who's like, I'm going to actually show off my vocals and like yes. sing it? Okay. You are. You, are you, you the are, person I hate? Are you the person that, you, that you hate? <laughs> Wait, no, am no, no, I no, the no, person I mean, that you hate? Yeah, well, it depends. It depends on the vibe. If I'm like with a bunch of performers and I'm like, okay, like have your moment, like blah, blah, blah. But like sometimes I just like like the the nasty karaoke of it all where it's just like, it's like more gritty and it's like everyone is bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't help it. I'm a Leo. So I, I yeah. have to I have to be good <laughs> at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and karaoke is one of those things where I'm just like, no, I'm like coming here to, to practice to perform songs yeah. that I'm going to end up probably singing at auditions or, or just like singing in general. Oh my God. Um, See, I, yeah. I'm too self-conscious of like, oh, like I actually do sing. So I'm like, oh, if I like sound a little off, I'm going to be embarrassed. Like whatever. So I'm like, mm, camp it up, like surprise them with some beautiful pitchy pitch stuff. And then, you know, play it up a little bit. Yeah, I definitely, I feel like I bring a little bit of like yucca yucca to the karaoke when I like, I'll, I'll like, you know, I'll be in, in, uh, like for, I try, like I'll, I'll throw in the little Macy Gray bits, like the, and I'm dreaming of you, man. Like the, the little, I'll do impressions too. Like sometimes, like if I'll, if I pick like a no doubt song, like you're going to get like good vocals, but then also the, (laughs) that's also great. Karaoke. Oh, I, 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 yeah. I love Gwen Stefani so much. Um, I love her too. Cool is my like favorite music video of all time. And I like watch it every other week just to remind myself of why it's so great. It's so, that is also my favorite Gwen video. Oh my gosh. Really? Soul <laughs> Twins. The <laughs> Wajian gang. The Wajian vibes. The Wajian vibes. Uh, we that, love it. Oh. I love that. Oh, video. I love I love that video so much. That album in general, like I remember my my friend Joe, she like burned it on a CD for me because mm-hmm. I like wasn't in a place where I could like financially get it at that time because it was like during the recession, I believe, or maybe close to the recession that that album Love Angel Music Baby came out. I think actually again going back to like the ways that Asians have been wronged uh, like Gwen Stefani using those Harajuku girls as props was fucked up. Yeah. Why do they do that to us? Yeah, I thought you were about to go. Why do they do that do that do that do that do that to me? Which is my uh, go to. Um, But yeah, that was fucked up. 
<laughs> I love that that was the song that they wrote for Lady Gaga playing a Lady Gaga-esque, but not even really that Lady Gaga-esque pop star in A Star Is Born. Um, I love that song. I, Me too. I love all of the songs in A Star Is Born. Yeah. The, uh, what's your favorite? The Arizona skies, burning on tonight. That one. What is that one? Always remember us this way. I love that That one's so good. I like that before that. I like that before they they do that song in the movie. He goes, hey, always remember us this way. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we need to reenact A Star is Born where you're Bradley Cooper and I'm Gaga. Oh my God, I'd love to. I love the scene in the bat, the uh, the iconic bat scene where he's just like, you're fucking ugly. (laughs) You're so good at it. Thank you. Get out is that what she says? I don't know. I don't know what she says. I forget. Get out! <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Speaking of Gaga, who is my, like, queen, my pop queen, I'm so Another Matilda for, House- for you? Yeah. I'm so excited for House of Gucci. Um, <gasps> yes. It looks so good. Is that a movie um, or a show? I, I don't It's a movie. Like it. it's a oh, movie. my God. They just wrapped filming it. There's a oh video of Lady Gaga that came out yesterday of her like throwing flowers at fans like from a bouquet. I fucking um, saw that like they're fucking yeah, yeah, pigeons. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, 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 yeah. so funny. I love Gaga. I have I love her so much. I think that the the Oscar performance where she and Bradley did Shallow like I was I was numb from the like waist down. It was so <laughs> I was so horny watching that. It was oh so god. good. They were yeah. their chemistry is unreal. Um, they're, they're that I love stars for the Gaga, uh, Cooper mm-hmm. stars born is, is great. It's actually the only stars born that I've seen. And I know that's gay sacrilege, but you know what? I'm sticking to it. I, I okay. love me too. Me too. Is that the, yeah. Yeah. People are like, what? You haven't seen the Barbara or the Judy? I'm like, yeah, fuck, fuck you. Like, but I, lis- <laughs> but I have listened to the music from the Barbara one. And oh I yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Barbara Streisand, another Matilda for me. Um, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Jewish as well. So just seeing a Jew be Jewy and, and proud and not like uh, running away from it like that. I was yeah, just like, I hell love, yeah, love Baz. I agree. Oh, I am going to ask you another question that I ask all my guests. What mm-hmm. would you say to little you? Oh my gosh, this is like RuPaul like asking the queens of the uh, like towards the end of the season. Like, what would you say to your five-year-old self? <laughs> it is, it is. I don't have a picture in a frame of you, but imagine. I know, I I know. You need to step it up. I was expecting you to pull it out. Um, yeah, well, subscribe I mean, to the Patreon. If you subscribe to the Patreon, I can yeah, afford that, to get framed prints of everyone's little <laughs> you for the segment. Um, I, I know. Honestly, like, I feel like there was a time like when you I was little I feel like when maybe when everyone's little see I don't know it's hard because the you like don't you give no fucks when you're little and then all of a sudden when you're a tween you're like so self-conscious so like everything is like shit like you hate yourself and like I wish that I could like been a friend to like be like oh like the years on the other side of this are like so much better so I I, I that's not really advice. I guess it, I guess the advice is more just like know that like you're going to like love yourself in the future. Like you're going to be like fully realized and like fully appreciate who you are and like with your identity is like, you know, a mixed race like queer person and like 
it's more just like to just like love yourself and know that like you're going to figure it out. And I don't know if that's sufficient. I guess it's, it's, I don't know, bringing it back to acting. I feel like at the time when like we were kids, when I don't know if you felt this, but like when I was going out for stuff, it was like, you're especially you, you would feel this because they're like, you're too white looking for the Asian family. You're too Asian looking for the white family. Um, you're too gay for like this thing and being like, a, being like 13 and being told like those kinds of things, it's like really like cutting. Um, and so for me, it'd be like, you know, the advice is that you're the things that people are criticizing you about are like, you're going to be your favorite things in 10 years. Yes. Oh yeah. That is, that hit me. That hit me right in the yummy feels. That yeah. yummed my yum. Yummed my yum. Um, oh my God. I love that so much. I totally, yeah, I, I had that experience, for sure had that experience. Um, I was actually, you know, this was like back in, you know, obviously 2004, 2005, like going in for a lot of Latinx roles. And I'm not Latinx at all, even though I've got the Latinx last name, but that's because of colonization. Um, <laughs> but I was I was going in for like Spanglish and, and um yeah, a lot of Isn't that. that crazy? And- I had a, I had an agent say the same thing to me. They were like, yeah. you know, like you're you're ambiguous looking. Like you could go out for like like Spanish like like or like Latinx roles, and it's like, uh, it, it's crazy that like today that would like never happen. I'd be canceled. Uh, you, I'd be absolutely you, the, canceled. The, well, the agent wouldn't have a job. Yeah, and and that yeah, I've de- I definitely had a, a time where I had to like tell an agent like after college I'm hey like I'm Filipino and I'm white and like I can't be seen for these like Latina roles because that's not that's not my experience um but I definitely I definitely did feel that when I was auditioning for things um in especially for white roles like when and this was like pretty much when every role was white, right? And yeah, that's two, like the, that's the assumed. Yeah, uh, is that like I would walk into the rooms and it would be all these like girls with like long straight hair, and I had like thick oily Jewish skin and and thick oily Jewish hair, and you know I was thick and Jewish and oily, you know, all over, and and just very, um, I I wasn't um, I wasn't what. Disney or Nickelodeon was looking for at the time. And I mm-hmm. got to hand it to Rick Linklater. And I also have to say, like, you know, God damn it. Like, because it gave me this, like, unrealistic expectation of how Hollywood was going to be. Because, like, what Rick did for School of Rock was he cast kids, like, actual kids who looked like actual fucking people. And it was a diverse cast. Like, it was a, you know, mixed, a lot, of, you know, there, there, uh, it was a good mix of, of, diversity in the in the the movie and then like that wasn't reflected in the rooms after you know after the fact and and I I didn't like fit the bill of like what Hollywood was like quote-unquote looking for I guess like and I didn't know that then but I definitely know it now and and seeing people like Mara Wilson and hearing that from you like just now and you know it feels very validating and just like it helps me and I'm sure it's helping people that are listening know that they're not alone. Like, you know, uh, the, the standards are, are gross and, and they continue to still be kind of gross, even though they're, it is getting better now. And like, we're seeing people with like tattoos and, you know, um, normal looking people like in things here and there, but like, 
yeah, I think it's just like a long journey ahead and, and we should be a lot more, I think Hollywood should be a lot more compassionate to its kids in general. Like, you know, especially at such a young age, you're so malleable and, and so um, impressionable. And mm-hmm. and it leads a lot of us. I mean, going back to Amanda Bynes, I mean, shit, like she was ruined. She was absolutely ruined by, you know, Dan Schneider, uh, he who shall not be named. Like, you know, he, he fucked up a lot of kids from what I understand. And um, I think it's it's really tragic the way that that all went down. And but I think we're on a path to better and brighter for not just child actors, but actors in general in Hollywood, hopefully. And, you know, luckily we have people like you and, and like myself to, to, you know, get things to where they should be. Totally. Yeah. Hopefully. And yeah, I hope so. And I, I also feel like it's also, I feel like I'm sure you feel similarly where it's like you, when you are a creative person and you're an adult and it's like, oh, like now I can make my own things or like I can, I can craft the narrative and um, it'll be right. And I can, people who say that like you don't fit in a certain world, like don't have to be a part of your narrative because you can create your own world. And like, you, you know, as long as you put the work in and have resources, like, you know, you can tell your story. Yes, amazing. Well, Nathan, where can people find you? Oh my gosh, follow me um, at Joe Biden everywhere. Um, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, TikTok even. Uh, no, you can follow, well, listen to my podcast, Secure the Gag. I yes. interview I interview people like Rivka, uh, queer creators, uh, comedians. Uh, I've recently had on like Bowen Yang, uh, Jess Tom, Grace Kuhlenschmidt, who is a Chicagoan, just like you. Uh, so yeah, we get into like their their comedy, their projects. Uh, you can follow me for dumb videos um, at Secure the Gag on TikTok, at Nathan K. Pearson on Instagram, wherever else. But yeah. Thank you. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. And thank you so much to everyone listening, wherever you are in this life, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Just know you are loved. Get used to it, babe. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Where Are We Now with Riv Correas. Please check us out on Instagram at Where Are We Now Pod. And if you like our show, please leave us a review. If you leave a review and DM a screenshot on Instagram at Where Are We Now Pod, I will pull a tarot card for you. That's right. I might also give you some tough love. You might need it. Join our community on Patreon for BTS content, personal shoutouts, and more. Patreon.com slash Riv You can follow me at Riv on Twitter and at Rivka.Reyes on Instagram and TikTok. Last but not least, I must give credit where credit is due. The music is produced by Elise Watman. The graphics are designed by Marina Heinze. And the editing is done by my friend Reed Pope. So cool. Love to see it. Finally, just know wherever you are in your life, physically, mentally, spiritually, you are loved. Get used to it, babe. See you next week. Bye. Goodbye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>